0: Welcome to the Wellspring Church Podcast. We're an international church family who wants to see Jesus' love transform communities. This recording is a sermon from our Sunday service and will take you deeper into the Bible in a real and relevant way.
1: So it's uh, my joy and privilege right now and our joy and privilege right now to be welcoming up Nicole. So everybody give it up for Nicole. Nicole Boone. (laughs) Yeah, to mummy. All star. So um, yeah, get get comfy. Remember, it squeaks when you turn. So try and stay still. These are my 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 stalls, so uh yeah sorry if they're a bit grubby i <laughs> should have sprayed them down first anyway so nicole's here and uh, we're going to be sharing uh, some reflections and some testimony and so i just thought it'd be good first of all nicole thank you for coming thank you for joining me up here do you mind just sharing with the lovely people a bit about yourself
0: okay thank you very much for the privilege to share god's goodness my name is nicole and i'm married to caleb over there and i've got three lovely children timothy Benjamin and Christina, and it's, God's been really amazing because I've been in Wellspring for two years—exactly two years today. Isn't that amazing? Today, come on, little Wellspring and, birthday! Um, <laughs> I've been, um, been given, you know, uh, the uh, joy of helping out in children's ministry and also sometimes co-hosting, and it's been really, really fun to grow in the Lord together with all of you.
1: Thank you. Fantastic. Wonderful. Right. Well, uh, let's jump straight into it, shall we? So what's the uh, scripture you want to be sharing from and with us today?
0: Okay, so um, the scripture today is from Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6. So if we can, let's read it all together. I'm sure it's very familiar for all of you. Are we ready? Okay, one, two, three. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Amen.
1: Amen. And we we are aware this isn't from Psalms, but it's very close. It's very close in the book. Okay.
0: It was in my heart. So a bit about me first. I studied journalism and I went on to become a journalist. And it was such a brilliant career for me because it allowed me to go to a lot of different places, and uh, one of them was in Hong Kong. And God gave me the job as a um, to work for the English-speaking broadcast station in the city. But I got to and um, do a lot of broadcasting, reporting, going to places. So a typical day would be really unpredictable. So in the morning, I could be covering a court case, okay, in one side of the city. In the afternoon, I'd get a phone call to go and cover a landslide on an island. So, you know, the, the, a tie I had to wear was unpredictable. So I always have to sp- bring a spare pair of Crocs or just jump into a shop nearby and buy like a spare, I don't know, T-shirt or something. So that sort of lifestyle I really loved. It was unpredictable, it was exciting. I got to meet people, you know, and just find out loads of wonderful stories, and so every day in the office before we would go home, our editor would come to our uh, local news desk, which was where I work for, and um, she would assign us for the next day's assignment. Okay, so I was looking at the uh, Excel sheet, looking at tomorrow's, so what am I going to do tomorrow? And I saw that one of them was the Global Day of Prayer at one of the biggest stadiums in the city. I was like global day of prayer fantastic that is exactly where i want to go i hope she assigns me because you know i'm christian i want to promote jesus i want to be there just be among the wonderful prayer warriors and just see what the lord is going to do and then below it i saw another assignment it was the buddhist birthday to go to a um, monastery in a far far away island And I thought, oh, God, please don't send me there. Because, you know, we're Christians. I can't be in, like, with all the idol worshippers, with all the smoke and joysticks and promoting the Buddha's birthday. I want to promote Jesus Christ. He's my Lord, right? So, okay, she's walking towards me. And she's like, oh, Nicole, I'm going to assign you tomorrow to the Buddha's birthday assignment. I was like... My heart just sank. I felt like, but God, you put me here. It must be to, you know, glorify your name. Why is she sending me to do the Buddha's birthday? I don't want to promote him, right? And I just said back to her, but what about the global day of prayer? And then she goes, Oh, we're not covering that. We're not covering that tomorrow. Just go to the monastery early in the morning, meet up with the crew, and do me a package story. Package story is literally, you've got the interviews, you've got, you know, voices of the people, you've got footage, the whole lot, and sent, you know, and come back, pack it together. My heart just sank. I was like, so I went home. I was thinking, okay, please, can something just change? Because news changes all the time. You don't follow, you don't follow. She'll assign you, but something big could happen the next morning. And you're sent somewhere else, like typhoon or something. You have to go and do something else. I was like, God, please let something happen. Or just let me go to the Global Day of Prayer. I really want it in my heart to really do this. Nothing happened. No phone call. Woke up the next morning, 7 a.m., made my way to the monastery, okay, Poland Monastery. Met up with a cameraman and i was like oh hello you know i could see the smoke from far away of the joysticks and and the chanting you know and the massive buddha oh i was like god please can you protect me please god i lift this day to you i'm sure you know there's you've got a purpose but i don't know what it is but you know the cameraman goes in we see uh, one of the senior executives of the city who's supposed to be christian he was like pouring water on the buddha worshipping the idol loads of people were there worshipping and just praying and chanting to the buddha and um i just felt like don't don't, don't film that don't film that the camera's like filming You're like, don't catch the executive okay please it's not a, i just thought it's not a good testimony i was like oh i don't and then um my job was to get some vox pops and interview the head monk so my boss is like, you need to get...
1: Explain what a vox pop. is. Oh, yes, is. a vox
0: pop. for those who aren't in the media industry. It's basically voice of the people. So, you know, you see reporters on the streets. They're trying to find people who would talk to them, like everyday people to share about what they're doing there, what this is about, how do you feel, you know, to hit, get the voice of the people. So I'm there with my mic. You know, you go, you go up to people and you go... You just do this. Right? And the cameraman's next to me filming it all. And because I worked for the English news station, I had to find somebody who spoke English, which was really difficult, because in Hong Kong, most people in the monastery speaks Cantonese. So I'm looking around, looking around, okay, who's going to speak to me in English about this place? And I see an English woman, well, somebody who looked like they could speak English, walk past. And then I was like, oh, hi, excuse me, I'm from so-and-so channel. Would you mind if you sort of said a few words about what you're doing here today? You don't have to, you know, but um, just tell me how you feel, what do you think? And then, you know, deep down, I was oh, I don't want to do this. Camera goes on. Give her the mic. First thing she says, I'm a Christian, and I don't actually know what's going on today. I just know that Jesus is the true son of God. <laughs> this is the bit I turn around, keep rolling to the cameraman. like He keeps filming. And I was like, God, you are absolutely amazing. And it's just like... I don't have to be the mouthpiece, you know. I am just there as part of a bigger picture, and God is bigger than all of this, orchestrating the whole event to make it a beautiful picture that glorifies His name even more. So I just let her talk. I just let her talking about her faith and why she thinks it's ridiculous, and people pouring water on the head of the Buddha. And I was like, okay, this is brilliant stuff. And I call, and then you know, I said, thank you. That's very good. You really did me a huge favour. Thank you. Thank you. Stop filming now. Stop filming. And I called the boss. and I was like, I've got the vox pops, and I did a couple more. (laughs) I did a couple more after her, and then she's like, "Can you find the head monk and give him, you know, interview him and to, you know ask him to share about what today's all about and how things are going in the monastery?" I was like, "Oh yeah, I've got to do that. I'll do that." So I went and found him in a room, the head monk, with loads of other reporters with their, you know, different cameras and stuff, also, all the mic set up. And I was like, "Okay, what's he going to have to say?" And he starts talking, and then he goes. Vegetable prices are going way too high. We can't afford it. We want to plead for more people to donate to us so that we can keep this place running. And I was like, fantastic stuff! Okay, this is brilliant. So he's talking about how they're struggling, showing how they're struggling in the monastery and how they need help and how they need just us to give more money. I was like, fantastic. brilliant! Thank you, thank you and then um, I think you know and afterwards there was the last thing I had to do was a stand up which is a face to camera where you have to find a place to stand the reporter and they say something at that spot right so I'm looking around I don't want to do in front of a temple right and I find this construction site on the side of the temple I stand there and I'm just like so these people are pleading for more people to all of us to donate more money to help them and support them and that was that so I packed you know I got all the footage and I went back to the office packed it all up and the station aired it God is just amazing. And through this experience, I've learned that we are the light, okay? But, you know, we shine brighter in a dark place. Sometimes we feel like we want to go to the brightest place and do our thing. You know, we're Christians. We're going to do our thing for all the other Christians. But actually, God is saying we all have our part to play. How small, how big, we don't know. And the verse that came to my head when I was struggling with the assignment was from Romans 13. Um, about how we should submit to the authority that the Lord has placed above us, right? So my boss was my authority. I could have said, no, I'm not going. I could have rebelled and said, I'm not going to do this. But I chose to trust in the Lord. I said, Lord, I trust you. I will do it because she assigned me. I'll do that part. And then God used the situation and turned it round for his glory, amen?
1: To the Lord. Fantastic. Thank you, Nicole. So it's so good isn't it but just just you could just see it in those verses right in uh, chapter three verses five and six and we're we're talking about you know god can be trusted today and trusting in the lord but really importantly is trusting the lord isn't simply trusting in the lord out there but you could see nicole had to submit or obey and trust god in the obedience so i was just want could you show any reflections on just how how you did that how the the process of it of actually not just trusting but submitting to the lord
0: so um so i'm sharing about you know um a career and the job-wise and you know the work front but all of us have our situations we could be in a family we have authorities placed above us like husbands you know love your wives and wives submit to your husbands or you could be a student and you have your lecturers or your teachers who are your authority or we could be in the neighborhood uh, you know children and parents and I just feel that whenever something happens that's not going the way that you expect it to go that happens all the time right <laughs> And you kind of tend to get discouraged and down and just you just lose hope. And you think, this can't be right. I want to give up. I want to give up and I just want to, you know, um, do something else. But actually, during those times, we have to obey the Lord. So obedience is really important. Just obey and submit to the authorities that he's placed because God is bigger than all of that. He is bigger than the authorities. You know, he's bigger than every situation. You just have to trust in him and take that step and go for it. Just do it. And remember that we are standing at the spiritual battleground in whatever role we're in. How small, how big, to God. It's just the same. You just have to do that part that he's placed you in. And when you look back in hindsight, it's a be- it should be a beautiful picture. But, you know, More beautiful than you would imagine it to be if you hadn't
1: have followed him. Thank you, Nicole. I mean, how good is that? Going into a situation thinking this will not work out and yet... God gets the glory even more so than if Nicole went to the Global Day of Prayer. Which Nicole, what happened a year later?
0: God is really funny because the following year I got assigned to the Global Day of Prayer. Like, Yay! Yes! So, uh, so that's another story.
1: Yeah, that's another story. But uh, God still answered her prayers, I guess. Just, just according to you, one year late, but perfectly in God's economy and His timing. And so I want to encourage us, uh, just from this story, really. Um, you mentioned it, it doesn't have to be about being the mouthpiece, but when we submit to God in the process, God works through us and through things. He's just so big that, you know, his sovereignty orchestrated to give him glory. If we submit, trust and submit and obey unto his plans and purposes. And so what I thought it'd be good to do in, in response really now is that when people have journeyed something got a testimony or had fresh revelation they carry something of an authority because they've journeyed that in like authentically with God and so what's fantastic when you have people who've been through something this is why the the cultural testimony we need to grow in this by the way people and sharing the good news our personal good news with God but Nicole shares something of an authority because this is what's happened. and She speaks with faith about it. So I'm going to ask her to pray over us that she would impart something of that, what God has done in her life to open up doors in ours. Okay, is that all right? Fantastic. So please do pray for us, Nicole. Okay, let's bow our heads.
0: Father God, I just want to give you all the glory and praise. Thank you that you are here. And for everybody here in this room, we thank you for the situations that you've given to us. Whatever we're going through, we give you praise for that, whether it's challenges, um, highs or lows. I just pray, Father, that you'll come and just remind us to trust in you, to hang in there, whether it's in our families and our jobs and our schools and our neighborhood, whatever we're facing, whatever we feel that it's not right. But Lord, you are bigger than all of that, Father, you are behind it all, orchestrating a beautiful picture. And all we have to do is just trust in you and take that step and just to do what is pleasing to you, Father, to submit to those authorities and to pray for them, Lord Jesus, and to trust that you have the best plan in store. Father, we thank you that you are bigger than all of this. We thank you that we can trust in you and that you know every single step. You see our tears, you see our struggles, you see the pain. But, Lord, You are bigger than all of that I thank you thank you so much for your love in Jesus name we pray amen
1: amen amen come on let's give it up for Nicole thank you so much Nicole (laughs) fantastic and if you want to hear more I'm sure she'd be willing to share a bit more with you on a one-to-one so fantastic well uh now we're going to be welcoming up Michael so let's give it up for Michael thank you for joining me up here okay, fantastic and uh, so uh, Michael, good of you to join me thank you it's a privilege to journey with you and hear your story and I-, I thank you that you're willing to even share among our church family to strengthen us in our in our relationship with God so um Michael, do you just want to share firstly a bit about yourself help us get to know you a bit more for those of you who don't already know you thanks David
2: and good morning everyone good morning. Good morning. yeah so um I lead a team of data scientists at work, which I forgot to say last time, so I'll get that out there first. (laughs) Um, But in terms of Wellspring, it's more than three years since we joined. We joined in the first year of lockdowns, and it's funny to think it's already that much time. Um, We've got involved in a variety of ways while we've been with Wellspring. We're in a home group, actually the same home group as Nicole, who was just speaking, Um, and that's been a really positive thing for us. Um, also we've been quite heavily involved in some children's work and my wife Rachel is also involved in helping with um, sign language
1: thank you, well thank you for serving yeah you can applaud that if you want and uh, just a quick plug then uh, get involved because that helps you become part of the family and what God's doing here um, so just wanted to throw that in there thanks Michael, I didn't ask you to do that but um, yeah I'll, I'll bank on that one um, so Michael do you mind sharing uh, first of all the scripture you're going to be sharing from and reflecting from.
2: Yeah. So when I was praying about um, what to speak on today, David asked me to speak from the Psalms, and I felt God clearly tell, kind of guide me to Psalm 33. So that is the one I'm going to be speaking on. And actually, my wife Rachel is going to read it out for us now. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Psalm 33. Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make music to him on the ten-stringed lyre. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. Their starry host by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into jars. He puts the deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. The Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever the purposes of his heart through all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. From heaven the Lord looks down and sees all mankind. From his dwelling place he watches all who live on earth. He who forms the hearts of all who considers everything they do. No king is saved by the size of his army, no warrior escapes by his great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance, despite all its great strength it cannot save. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love, to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you.
1: Amen, amen. Yeah, well, well read, Rach. Come on, give him a round of applause as well. Yeah. Thank you. Wonderful. So, Michael, do you want to share some reflections what God has been sharing with you through this
2: psalm? Thanks, David. Yeah. Um, listening to the whole psalm again, it kind of made me think of a lot of things I was thinking of saying and I've cut out of the talk, so I'll try to focus on what I do want to say. But um, To summarise in one sentence, really, what I want to say is that God can be trusted and it ties in really nicely with what Nicole was saying earlier although that wasn't something we planned it's just how kind of God orchestrated it that we're both talking about God being trustworthy but within that i guess there's three points i wanted to kind of highlight a little bit about God's trustworthiness and then a little bit about how we can respond as well so the first point on God's trustworthiness is from verse 4 it says for the word of the lord is right and true he's faithful in all he does So, but what does faithfulness actually mean? And perhaps, you know, commonly we might think of it in terms of relationships and especially marriage, but if I wanted to try and define it, I was thinking of it as someone who makes a good commitment and then they consistently stick to it. And that is what God is like, that the things he says, as this verse 4 says, that the word of the Lord is right and true, so he says good things, and then he does the the good things that he says he's going to do, he actually does them. So that, that's an encouragement, that God is faithful um, and that God's trustworthy. But, and that means we know that God's going to do what he says he's going to do. But why could we have trouble believing that? Because, we, you know, it's, it's easy to say, but we don't always believe that. And Why could that be? And there's, I was thinking of actually lots of reasons why there's different things we hear in the world that we struggle to believe for various reasons. So one thing can be the structural... World around us, you know maybe advertising marketing influencers tell us all kinds of things that you know if you buy this product or you do this or you go to that place, your life is just going to be much better and I think all of us have seen in our lives that that experience doesn 't quite live up to the hype um, and then we also live in a world of broken relationships people maybe haven 't made commitments or they haven 't stuck to commitments that they have made so again um, that those where people have kind of walked out in relationships that can be painful and maybe you've had a relationship where the other person wasn't there for you in the way that you hoped or expected and maybe someone walked out when you thought they were always going to be there for you and it's not just in relationships it's also in work you know maybe in your career you've been told if you do a good job and work hard then there'll be progression opportunities and promotions and stuff and and maybe those, you've done a good job, maybe you've been told you did a good job, you worked hard, but those opportunities aren't there that you were told would be there. And for me, personally, that's something that I've experienced and that can be disappointing. And, but whatever kind of experiences you've had where people haven't quite been trustworthy, you know, as well as being painful and making it hard to trust those specific people, it can also make it harder to trust like other people in general. And that can spill over into making it harder to trust God as well. You know, and specifically, maybe you can think of times where you think someone's used words to manipulate you, that they haven't held up their side of the bargain and they never really meant what they said. But God isn't like that. God is trustworthy, that um, you can take his word at face value, that it really means what it says. So, so that's the first kind of point I wanted to draw out about why God's trustworthy, that he's faithful. But secondly, that faithfulness kind of, it makes a difference because God is powerful, that that God's trustworthiness makes a difference to the world because he's got power to kind of make a difference. So in verse 6 it says, by the word of the Lord the heavens were made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. So we heard about some of our young people being on a camp this week and if they kind of are outside of their tents at night and look up to the sky, they might see kind of millions of stars that God made and and God made all those things, so he's got the power for kind of creation. But the psalm also goes on to talk about other power that he's got. In verse 10, it says, The Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples, but the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. So God can foil the plans of nations, but no nation can foil God's plan. And the Bible's full of examples of times when God does foil the plans of nations. But one I just want to think about briefly is from 2 Kings 19, and you don't need to turn there, but you can look it up later if you want. It's about a time when uh, Judah is facing a potential attack from the strongest empire of that time. That empire has already defeated many other nations, and now they're kind of threatening Judah as well. And the king of Judah at that time, Hezekiah, is understandably concerned, and he prays to God, and he says, like, look at all these other nations they've already defeated, and, and basically, like, ask God for help. And because he did that, then God intervened, and that Judah was delivered, and that vast army didn't actually... Um, come against them in the way that had been feared. So that's, that's great, kind of God can intervene in human history, but that was a long time ago and far away. But what about kind of closer to home? But even in living memory, within the last hundred years, there was a time when this nation was at war and there was an th- um, imminent threat of invasion and things were looking very dark. But the king of this nation humbled himself and he led the nation in prayer And after that, um, things changed and we were delivered from, you know, the threat of invasion during World War II. So we've seen that God can intervene in human history, not just, you know, in biblical times, but in in this nation as well. But does he care about the small details of my life or your life? Mm -hmm. And the psalm's got something to say about that as well. And this is kind of my third point, really, that he takes an interest in everything we do. So I'm going to read from verses 13 to 15. From heaven the Lord looks down and sees all humanity. From his dwelling place he watches all who live on earth. He who forms the hearts of all, who considers everything they do. And I find that amazing that God isn't just aware of everything we do, that he is considering, like, he's thinking about everything we do. So God has, like, been thinking about what you had for breakfast. And God's been thinking about what you were thinking about on the way to church. And and God knows that stuff. And, you know, that can have lots of implications, but the one I want to kind of focus on is that God is really interested in the small things of your life and there's, there's a couple of examples of that that I want to share and um, the first one is a kind of a testimony of something that happened to me. So I was on a church camp quite a few years ago now and I was going for a walk, it was at Ashburnham, some of you may have been there, it's a Christian conference centre, it's got lovely grounds and I was going for a walk by the upper lake um, before the morning service and I saw a young man sitting there by himself and I felt God kind of prompting me to speak to him and also God gave me a picture for him and I'm not going to share the details of the picture because it was personal to him but, but I shared with him and I gave an interpretation and the interpretation I gave was totally wrong but, <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, um, the picture really spoke to him and he like, understood what it meant, he had the right interpretation because God knows how to communicate to him and to you um, so it turned out through, I didn't know this guy at all but I spoke to him and it turned out that it was, it was his birthday that day but he was there with people from church and no one had remembered um, and to make matters worse like on a previous birthday something really painful had happened in his life and he was thinking about that thing and through me speaking to him God was able to show him that he knew it was his birthday and he knew about the painful thing that had happened and he didn't want him to be alone kind of with that pain so, so that was just one example of how God can intervene. He cares about small details. And another one is, um, I read a book recently and I, I find it encouraging to read books of Christian testimony of thing, ways that other Christians have experienced God in their lives and it was about a couple from Wales who set up a, a charity specifically for Romania. After the Iron Curtain fell, Romania had been um, ruled by a kind of dictator who'd taken a lot of the wealth to himself like to the deprivation of like the population so after the fall of the Iron Curtain there was a lot of need in Romania and so they set up this charity in the UK, they had a warehouse and lots of people would bring, bring donations to the warehouse in Wales and they'd regularly take truckloads of things over there, all different type of things they took over, um, equipment for hospitals and for schools and for building churches and things that individuals needed in their own homes and lives as well. And the book's full of stories of kind of ways that God intervened in individual circumstances. From the introduction, I want to read a little bit. I do hope these stories will encourage you to see what a wonderful God we have, how he's interested in every detail of our lives, how there's nothing that escapes his notice, and how he goes to tremendous trouble to ensure that his plans are fulfilled in an individual's life. Uh, And I'll read that again because it really sums up kind of what I'm trying to say from this part of the psalm. I do hope these stories will encourage you to see what a wonderful God we have, how he's interested in every detail of our lives, how there's nothing that escapes his notice, and how he goes through tremendous trouble to make sure his plans are fulfilled in an individual's life. And as I said, I mean, the book is full of, like, great stories, but there's one in particular that I wanted to focus on that sort of ties into the the theme of today as well that they were in a worship meeting, this couple from Wales who were running this charity, they were in a a church service in Romania and there was an accordion player. so part of the worship was through the accordion but the accordion itself was literally like held together with tape and string, it was a really bad way, so after the service this couple said to each other wouldn't it be wonderful if we could donate an accordion to this church, because that's kind of the way that they did worship there at that time and But then they were reflecting that in the 14 years up to that point that they'd been running the charity, they'd only ever, like, had one accordion donated. So they were thinking, well, it's a bit unlikely that, you know, it could be quite a long wait. So this was in the time before mobile phones were as popular as they are now. So they'd kind of had that conversation and then forgot about it and drove back to Wales. And on their answering machine at home when they got back um, to Wales, someone had left a message saying, I wanted to donate an accordion. (laughs) So... That's just kind of an example of how God kind of saw that musician in Romania, their heart for worship, and God wanted to bless them with a a better instrument. And it also was orchestrated through the faithfulness of this couple from Wales, setting up this charity and taking stuff over there. And it was because God was prompting someone in the UK to donate an accordion at that time. So it's amazing how kind of God intervened in all those ways to meet that need. but I guess, yeah, the overall point of that is that kind of God's interested in the smaller details, not just in the kind of shaping the course of history. Um, and I guess in response to this, like the psalm makes it super clear what our response can be. It's In verse 1, it says, Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. And then it says, Praise the Lord with the harp and make music to him on the ten-string lyre. Sing to him a new song, play skillfully and shout for joy. And... <clears throat> I mean, I definitely don't play skillfully. I've never been thought of as musical by myself or by anyone else. Um, <laughs> but the, um, the psalm, like, at the end it says in verse 21, in him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. And it's that kind of heart attitude that God's really interested in. Um, when we sing together in church, like, God isn't... You know, because God's interested in the details of all of our lives, but he's not like a talent show judge sort of saying, well, your singing was good, but yours was out of tune. <laughs> Um God's interested in, like, the heart attitude. So, of course, it's great that we've got good musicians and good singers who lead us in worship, but ultimately, like, when we trust God, we can all respond in worship, no matter how good or bad our singing is. Um, God's most interested in our sort of heart attitude.
1: Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Let's give him a round of applause. Thank you. <laughs> Loads of pearls of wisdom there. And... Uh, one thing that strikes me just in reflecting again hearing you Michael is just your humility <clears throat> to go along with what god's doing and even when you're having a go and you recognize you know oh i got i got the the interpretation wrong i misread it but god still worked through that yeah. and spoke because god is sovereign and you were obedient you tried and you gave your best and that's that's all god asks of us as well you know in in our trusting of him there's there's the giving of ourselves and giving our best but God can be trusted if anything we hope you leave today knowing God can be trusted and so how we're going to respond now um the worship band are going to come up I'm simply just going to ask the Holy Spirit to come because like you said the Holy Spirit God cares about every intricate detail in our lives and wants to speak to you personally and so we just want to make room for that. So we're going to sing a song together, um, and uh, in a response from that song, I'm going to invite myself and Michael will come up, and Michael will just pray over us. Because remember, because of he's prepared this and journeyed something here, I believe there's something to impart there. Uh, God will do stuff. God speaks, yeah, but it's great to have leaders to be hum- humble, to share what they, they want to share, what God has placed on their hearts. So um, I'm going to invite you now to stand and the rest of the band to come, and we'll just reorganize ourselves. Thank you. So Holy Spirit, we thank you for what we've heard from parts members of the church family we thank you for their journey and walk with you but we thank you lord god you're interested in speaking to each and every one of us right now and so holy spirit we just open ourselves up to you and we say come and have your way come and speak to us as we respond in this song
0: Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged by what you've heard. If you'd like to know more about Jesus, Wellspring Church, or how you can grow with others in faith, connect with us by clicking the link in the episode description or by joining us on Sundays at 9 and 11am in person
1: and online.